Hey sister. Okay. Welcome back to this super fun interview with Dr. Jamie. We were talking about all interesting things as we jump back into this interview, um, including poop and sleep routines, cycle syncing, cell phones, marriage, and even thyroid in the Bible. So it's lots of fun rabbit holes that we jumped loops through. And I hope you guys totally love it and are so blessed by it. Did I just say that? Yes. I said you will be blessed by listening about poop. It's actually really important and we'll talk about it. But hey, before we get into that, have you signed up for the Healthy Cycles class yet? It's coming up so soon, guys, January 29th. Um, I want you to stop right now and scroll down in the show notes and click that. You'll just put in your name and your email. You'll sign up and I'm going to have lots of fun door prizes and some special bonuses for my course being released. So you do not want to miss it. You're going to get the steps that you finally have been like just wanting in a clear picture for how can I actually support healthy cycles and healthy hormones and my body getting pregnant. So I'm giving it all to you in that class. So go sign up for that. And also, if you've not joined our Facebook group yet, it is such a fun and safe a comforting place to be to talk about your periods and your cycles and your ovulation and wanting to get pregnant and how are you doing with your faith. And so if you haven't joined us in that group, I totally invite you to come and join us. And um, it's just a really safe space and community to talk about these things because these things are typically not talked about, right? So, all right, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances. Until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation, and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea, and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. Like Dr. Jamie said, I love doing this with my clients. Um, I'll be like, how are you pooping? Tell me about it. <laughs> it's, so, it's just like it's so fun to talk about. <laughs> I love it when the patients are like, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. Do you, and they'll be like, well, do you know the Bristol stool chart? I'm like, yes. What number are you? Like, <laughs> 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 sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good and it's important. And that's what we're here for. Becca and Dr. Jamie are here to talk to, about people's poops. Yep. I have this little kid book that says everybody poos and I put it in my bathroom <laughs> in my office. I love it. <laughs> and it's important. It's like if you're not pooping, like we're having an issue. So, oh, so like, you know how everybody gets on these kicks of like pain is... Uh, the number six vial sign or, you know, 
we talk about how your cervical mucus is a vital sign. Like right. poo, even your poo is a vital oh, sign. Oh my gosh. Right? I've never thought about it like that. And I'm like the biomarker. So can we, <laughs> one time, I think I was tracking it. You know, I'm like a queen charter. Like I love charting mm-hmm. and, and all the things. I, I was tracking my bowel movements at one point. I think it was, I don't know, just because it's important to like kind of think about like, okay, how often am I pooping? You know, like, mm-hmm. am I pooping? Can we, can we talk about this for a few minutes? Okay. So. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so like, obviously I would say well, like, every, every, every girl out there is like, yes, finally somebody's talking oh, about yes, it. So wrong with my poop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think like from what I know and you, you give us your insights, your <laughs> magnificent insights, but from what I know, <laughs> like once or twice a day is awesome. And if you're going mm-hmm. for, you know, two days in a row, three days or more, that's a bad sign. And then if you're like, how, how much is too much, you know, how much is leaning Ooh. onto the side of, would it be like irritable syndrome or no, take us through the, the spectrum week. here. Honestly, if it's more than three days, it's too long in my opinion, but yeah. you really start to get concerned when it's been a week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So um, some people could, because it can, can be very embarrassing for some people, um, you know, oh, we've had some horror stories where people went like two weeks and they show up in the ER because they're like, I think I should have pooped by now. I'm like, you should have been here 10 days ago. Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's not good. Um, you know, if you can't, you your bowels can perforate if you go that long. So. Um, so yeah, so a good, like you said, a good healthy sign is one, maybe two. If you're doing more than two, that might be a little too much. Maybe look at what you're eating and, and your stress and all that. But if you're doing one, one good bowel movement day, perfect. If it's every other day, it's bad. That's, that's okay. You can probably find a few things you can work on to get it. But everybody's different. We all have our own metabolism rates. We all have our own diets and physical activity, you know, it's all variable. So I like to just remind patients, like everybody says, oh, you should poo big bowel movement every morning, every day. I'm like, well, really? That means we're all the same. We're not, are right. we all the same or are we not? Right? No, we all, right. we all are individuals. Yeah. It's just like the general overlying of like, okay, you know, one or two a day mm-hmm. close to that, you know, is good and it's healthy and it's removing the toxins. Cause it's like, I'm thinking back to what you said about someone who hadn't gone in two weeks. It's like, not only it's like the gut, you know, perforation, mm-hmm. but also imagining like, oh my goodness, what was her toxic le- level mm-hmm. and her toxic load to have not been excreting that out and getting it out of her system. Right. I think also probably the other thing, because everyone focuses on the, the number um, mm-hmm. of how many times a day, but really it's, I, I like to think is like, what's the effort? Can you go? Can you sit down? Can mm. you be off That's the pot question. and under, yeah. you know, under a minute you're done? Like, or right. are you there for a while? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a, you know, that's a, something to think about as well. Yeah, Definitely. Because like, uh, and this is what I'm assuming, and you tell me, but like if it's, um, you know, you're you're having a hard time going, you know, you're more on the constipated side. So does that just mean like we need to drink more water and have more fiber in our diet, basically? Um, it can be that, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And some people just have um, 
slow, slow motility. They might need some medicine for that. Um, it might be more of a nervous system thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a good natural thing to try is to see an, um, an osteopath who does manipulation or a chiropractor and specifically oh. go for that or even maybe acupuncture um, to with that complaint to um, stimulate the nervous system to help out. Okay, gotcha. So can I share a really hilarious story with you on this topic? Yes. <laughs> what please, was it? I think please it was, do. Oh my goodness. I think it was like July or August. I don't know, something like that. When you interviewed me and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. hardest part of my life right now is trying to take care of all my kids. And then my two-year-old is not, he's like potty trained for pee, but not for poo. Um, I remember. So um, it's been a long time, but <laughs> we're now in January and he finally is going number two in the body. And it is like, my life has gotten so much more blissful and less disgusting and it's great. So, but on that topic, it's kind of interesting because like as a two-year-old who's potty training, like I'm, I'm a hormone coach, right? Like I'm the mother of my children as a hormone coach. And so like, I'm looking at my two-year-old and he would go for days without pooping. And I, I think this is like a whole nother topic and a whole nother ball game, but I just think it's kind of interesting. Um, like he would go for days and I think it was related to, he was getting to the point where he was uncomfortable with pooping in his pants and he knew he shouldn't. And so he would just go for days without it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is so not healthy. And so I was like trying to get him to eat the good things and plenty of fruit. Cause that's just, you know, one of the only things that they'll do. And, but it was just like crazy, but now he's been regular and I'm like, okay, so he's not messed up. That was like a potty training, you know, sensory type thing. And he's going to be okay. (laughs) Like I was trying to like put on my hormone hat for, for him as a mom and it was just madness. So anyways, good for you, good for you for navigating through that. (laughs) It can be wild ride for a little bit. So it was crazy, crazy. Okay. So we have talked about, um, let's go into a little bit more. I think we'll, um, if you're good, we can keep going and um, mm-hmm. I'll break this into two parts. So um, so we've talked about birth control. We've talked about how the thyroid works, how the birth control impacted the thyroid. We've talked about, oh, here's one question I would love to hear your take on. How would you encourage someone to advocate to their doctor for like a full thyroid panel? Because I know like mm. there can be a lot of resistance sometimes with that. That is tricky. Yeah. Because now you've involved the healthcare system. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're insured and you're wanting your insurance to pay for this, that can be tricky. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say probably if just go to your doctor and say, look, I really want to um, get a good picture of my thyroid hormones, not just the TSH, but I'd like to see what my T3 and free T3 and reverse T3 are. You know, I'm just having issues with whatever, fatigue, metabolism, conception, whatever. Um, If they are not willing to do that for you, find another doctor. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's like, that's, that's nothing to do. It's nothing but a couple box clicks. Um, so that's the first barrier is your doctor. 
right? The second barrier is whether your insurance will cover it or not. So um, if you're going to go through insurance, just be very aware up front of what the costs are going to be and if they will cover it. Okay. You may be better off paying. Most people are better off paying cash um, for their for their, um, hormo- their hormones. Um, also, I know for like Quest, Quest actually has like where you can buy your own labs and go to a Quest place and, and do it. And they're, they're pretty decently priced cash prices. Um, the only problem is you don't have anybody to interpret them for you, mm-hmm. but you can always then bring them to your doctor afterwards and be like, I got these done. What do you think? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if you're able to um, afford a functional physician or nurse practitioner, they'll buy, they'll order you the thyroid panel and the antibodies and everything else, right? Right. Um, and if you are really wanting to take a deep dive into your your lab work, um, go beyond what most insurances are willing to cover. Um, there's always what I do, which is direct primary care. And we have, uh, most of us have pre-negotiated contracts with labs. Um, and so we get wholesale pricing for the lab. So they are like uber, uber cheap. They're like 10% uh, usually of wow. what they what they would be otherwise. So if you're able to go that route, that might be something to consider, especially if you think you're going to need a routine blood work, you know, like every three or four months. Yeah. It really comes in handy. Gotcha. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so awesome. That's those are all really good resources to to look at. Like it's tough being in this world because it's like, oh my goodness, who do I go to? What do I do? What do I ask for? So um, so you guys, that's why I'm here for you, you know, and you guys can always hook up with Dr. Jamie as well. But um I'm having a healthy cycles class at the end of this month and you guys should totally come to it. Um, just to kind of give you like the, the first, some first steps you can do to practically help support your hormones. So one other question I have is, um, what are other things in your opinion that are influencing? Cause like, I love one of my favorite things discussing with you is thinking of like, okay, what are we dealing with now? And like, did the woman of the Bible deal with that too, possibly, which is so hard to know, but it's, it's very like fun to speculate. So like, I don't know. I mean, thinking in modern times, my thoughts on thyroid is it's really important for it to be in check. And if it's not, we're going to be experiencing some issues. And, um, my thoughts are, it's like the inflammation and toxicity that are impacting that. Um, but what would you say for like modern times is impacting, you know, thyroid disruption and can you, I don't know, can you make any speculation just like for funsies and from women of the Bible, like if they may have had thyroid issues and why that would have been when it's not an industrial age? Yeah. Um, so there's, I can, it's so easy to be like, okay, this is what the modern woman's dealing with that I know was not in the Bible. Right. Like all these neuroendocrine disruptors and the processed foods that are driving inflammation and blocking hormone receptors. Like that was not a deal for them. But um, I do imagine the stress response was 
uh, greater for them. Um, you know, that f- they, pr- I can imagine living back then was physically so much more demanding and, you know, living in the modern society, you know, some societies are in some regions are better than others, but at the end of the day, there's usually some sort of safety net. Like if your business fails, if you don't make it, you get fired, like there's unemployment, you know, most of us have some sort of family support, like there's some sort of safety net. But back then in the Bible, like let's talk Sarah and Abraham times, like you make it or, or you don't. Right. So like the stress I feel is more real, but not only that, but it's just like, the elements that they had to live in back then. Um, there's no AC, there's no, there's no central heat, you know? So it's just so physically more stressful. And so I think Mm. their bodies were probably like really in tune to the cycles of the seasons, Mm. like just from a weather and climate standpoint, but also like, Maybe sometimes, like, maybe Sarah um, had too much stress going on, you know, with Sarah and Abram. And maybe she was upregulating reverse T3. And maybe that's why she, her body was, like, trying to protect herself or something, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, you can only, you can only speculate. Yeah. But I imagine the, the mental and physical stress back then was a lot more in my opinion, yeah, than, than what we would have to look at. It's a different type of stress. Hey, sister. Okay, girlfriend, have you signed up for the Healthy Cycles class yet? It is coming up on Monday, January 29th at 6.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Because girl, if you are just feeling like you don't have the time and you don't have the resources to figure out how to support your hormones and how to support your fertility, this quick, less than an hour class is going to give you exactly what you need to know for how in the Sam Hill can I actually help my hormones and my conception health. Okay. So I want you to scroll down right now and sign up for that class and come because seriously, you'll be so blessed by it. I'll see you there. Right. Yeah, I could definitely see like the physical would be crazy because like they were making their own food. They were doing all the laundry by hand. What were dishes? Like, what is that? You know, I don't even like, grab a leaf. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they had like clay and pottery and stuff, but, um, you know, but they were do- doing everything by hand. It's also interesting too to think about like in modern times, the influence of media and how that's impacting. So uh, it's more of like a psychological stress that they, you know, in the biblical times wouldn't have had that we need to be wary of, of like, okay, this psychological impact of social media and media in general and computers and technology and all of that, like I need to be really, really mindful of that um, because it's it's so new and it it. Yeah. I mean, you've talked a lot about, you know, how that's can be linked to a lot of issues. So absolutely. And you think about it, like they probably they're like 
inner relationships were so much richer than what most of us have today because they didn't have that distraction. Right. Yeah. We have to have the discipline now to remove the distractions so that we do have those relationships strongly. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, it takes a lot of discipline to be like, okay, I'm checking out of work. I'm not checking anything, you know, after a certain time, or I'm putting my phone away, you know, for the whole evening. And oh my goodness, that's so huge. I, um, another fun little story break. Um, I broke my rules the other night. Um, I think I was working on, I don't even know, like I was so, um, I was working on like some work stuff and, and then I got so like mentally fried that I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything else productive at this point. And then I just started, I allowed myself to like, like graze and like scroll and like just do nothing productive. And I was like, oh, I never do this. And, um, but it's fine this one time or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then it came to be like 10 o'clock and I usually go to bed at like eight thirty or nine. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to bed now. I'm like, oh, that was so bad, but I never do that. So it's okay one time. And then like, I couldn't fall asleep. And I was so mad at myself because I didn't do my normal evening routine. I didn't have my phone off. I didn't have my computer off. I didn't do like my oil stuff. I didn't do my supplements. I didn't do my reading. Like I didn't do my wind down. And then I didn't, it took me like an hour and a half to fall asleep. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely miserable. But I'm glad, I'm, I'm almost glad I did it because then it made me be with a lot of people who are doing that every single day and not sleeping well. And I'm like, this is such a problem. So, oh my goodness. I know that was a tangent, but (laughs) (laughs) it's good though. Yeah. You were, uh, you delayed your melatonin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then it threw off the whole rest of my next day, which it's like, this is a big deal, you know? So like, I gotta get up at four 35 o'clock and like, I gotta get going. (laughs) So (laughs) that didn't happen. Something so small, something so small. I joke with like me and my husband, we, we are like, don't plug in our phones close to us, put it yeah. in the bathroom. And like, we're like, get that EMF emitting device away from me. <laughs> like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I got to figure out how to get my husband, Adam. He, um, he does like scripture memorization and he does it on this app. It's called, you guys, it's a great app. If you want to do it, I like paper. And so I do a whole nother system. I could talk about that another time, but, um, but he does it on the Bible memory app. And, um, so he'll do it like in the morning and at night. And I, part of me is like, oh, I can't tell him to get off his phone because he's memorizing scripture, but I'm also like, get off your phone. So, oh, I don't know if I'll ever convert him to paper. He's, he's got a lot of scripture memorized. So it'd be a lot to convert. But anyways, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's so. funny. Okay. What else? Anything else about the thyroid? So, um, you know, one other thing I did want to talk about a little bit was like, what, um, like our own stories with our own thyroids, you know? Mm. So like, I have a story with my thyroid. You have a story with your thyroid. So like, what's kind of your story with your thyroid? Well, um, it was the infamous birth control pill that, that began the cascade, I feel. Um, and it's crazy. I, th- I, I can't remember if I've told you if I went down the story or I was, it might've been when I was talking to Jamie Rachi, but, um, so I, you know, I, I got started on birth control very young, like 15. Right. Yeah. And by the time I'm 18, I'm breaking out in full blown hives, like out of nowhere, just randomly one day. And they're like, 
you barely touch my skin and they it like it's like 3d tattoo on my arm or something oh you know it's just weird yeah um it's, ca- it's called dermatographism um really really bizarre and then i started getting anxiety attacks out of nowhere out of nowhere well, i can't say out of nowhere my dad was getting ready to go overseas and i was <laughs> and i was graduating nursing school there's a lot of change going on in one season but it just seemed like the anxiety was just like oh like i was having like almost like panic attacks and mm. I've never experienced anxiety in my life. Mm, wow. And, um, but it's just that time of season, I guess. I don't know, but I do feel like, and we've talked about this before. I felt like it altered my personality too. So like, I felt like a lot of my issues were stem from the birth control pill and I get to a point, the hives continue, like they're full blown every day. You barely touch me. It, it's, a full-on inflammation reaction and that goes on for like three three years they do a full like lupus workup on me oh and goodness. they think yeah they think I got some weird something autoimmune but nobody can ever like pinpoint anything down and then eventually they just they do start to um get better um and then hindsight 2020 my eating got better mm-hmm. as well um before I was just your typical 18 to 20 something year old eating and drinking whatever they want right yeah. like I'm skinny I'm gonna live forever <laughs> <laughs> right but eventually the weight gain did happen and um and but then you know the the high reaction got better as I started to take care of myself better but then so let's fast forward like I get to my 30s like early 30s and, um, I'm finally been off the birth control pill for two years ish. And, um, I experienced, um, low thyroid for the, I didn't have any symptoms, but like brain fog and a little bit of fatigue, but I was also a resident. So I was like, always <laughs> fatigued. Right. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so it was just like, it was just. I had like, like all of these crazy symptoms that I, I can't really contribute to anything else other than I feel like the birth control pill was, was the main factor. It's what opened the door to my having some leaky gut issues, even though I felt I, looking back, my bowel seemed fine, but I was having these crazy skin reactions that nobody could figure out. I was having anxiety, even like my dad was deployed, came back. I'm living my best life, going to school, you know, nursing and all that. But I'm dealing with these crazy anxiety attacks out of nowhere. Um, And I think it was all, all autoimmune. That's that molecular mimicry that we talked about where it's like my body was attacking myself and it was causing me to feel these things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, not to mention too, like when you're on the pill, it bottoms out all your hormones. Um, so like I had a, um, Oh my gosh. I don't want to like cut you off, but when you've you say that. And I'm like, I live like half of my life in like the worst phase yes. of my cycle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, like I live, I lived like almost the first half of my life as 
boring, irritable Jamie. Like that was not the best version of me. Right. And I wish, I wish I could get those years back. Like how different would I, would, what decisions would I make differently or yeah, how, what situations would I have reacted differently or, you know what I mean? I was just like, Oh, like I, you know what I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> no, I was literally about to say like the same thing. So I finally, I think I am postpartum nine months now, finally ovulated about a month ago or so. And then I was on like, so like, you know, when you're in postpartum, the hormones are going to fluctuate and it's normal. Like when your cycles are returning and stuff, but I'm obviously monitoring everything like crazy because I'm a crazy hormone lady. So, um, so it's been very interesting. So when I got my period and everything was really low, um, I felt, I was like, okay, I am living in this phase of the period genius, but it, it was really low. And I was just like, I didn't really want to talk. I, you know, was very reflective. I just didn't really want to be around anyone, you know, just like all of those things in your period phase. And, um, but, but there are really amazing, beautiful parts about it too. But, um, but I was also like, I know, like I was, I was too low and it was too long, but I also know I'm like, okay, it's okay because it's normal to not be normal for a hot minute when your ovulatory cycles are returning. So I'm not like worried about it. Um, I'm going to give it a few months and and see how it goes. But it, it, it did get to the point where it was like low and I was, I was grumpy and I was anxious and I was like, I know this is not me. And this is, this is my hormones are nothing. And so I, I just remember vividly be like being in my kitchen and like everything just like, I just felt mad and angry. And I just told my family, my, my four-year-old and two-year-old and baby and my husband, like, mommy is not making hormones right now. And I'm having a really hard time and I need to go have some time to myself. <laughs> So, and everyone was like, okay, got it. Okay. So, Good for you. Oh my goodness. We have to say that sometimes. We have to. We There's do. some days, me and my husband, we are always like teasing each other. That's like our <laughs> second love language. Yeah. But when it's that time, I'm like, babe, no. Don't eat can't. it. Yeah. Like, mm -mm. Don't. <laughs> You've been warned. You've been warned, babe. <laughs> I know. And then, and then that's what I was getting at. It's like, and I just talked to my husband. I was like, once I got my estrogen started picking up and, and everything, I was like, Adam, that's how I was for like the three, you know, our first three years of marriage. I am so sorry. And I did so much reflecting on like all the arguments we had as a newly married couple and, and all of that. And I'm like, man, like, I just, I mourn that, you know, because it, it didn't have to be like that. I didn't have to be like I was on cycle day three for three years, you know? Um, it's just kind of sad. So that, that is like a really good thing you brought up. And it makes me wonder, like, we have all these divorce studies. I'm like, how many, oh, wow. I wonder if anybody's ever done a study of like, okay, was the, was the woman on any sort of synthetic hormones? Whoa. Or the male at that point, you know, there's a lot of men on hormones too. It's like, we're, we're disrupting our natural cycles. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if any have been done. I haven't ever looked into it. There were, there were those studies that we learned as hormone coaches about, um, the women who were incarcerated were mm -hmm. always, I think it was in their, like it was around their period or something like that the week before. Yeah. Their, their progesterone was always low, like in that, like the majority, not all of them, yeah. but the majority were in the low progesterone phase. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really blame them. 
Okay. So my kiddos are up. So we're going to have to wrap these guy up. Um, awesome. Well, man, I do have, yeah, I do have one suggestion because we've kind of been talking about the, the, um, the woman trying to conceive and things to think about, but also that, I mean, the thyroid situation doesn't stop once you've conceived there's, so if you are somebody that, um, has thyroid issues and you're hypothyroid or, or hyper and you're, you're requiring some sort of medication specifically with hypo. Um, when you are pregnant, the need of, for thyroid hormone goes up. So you, you will need more routine monitoring of your thyroid labs and expect your medication levels to change as well. Um, so if you are somebody who struggles with hypothyroidism and you do conceive, it's even more important to establish early for prenatal care just for that reason alone. Yeah. So, um, we now have a little guy with us, <laughs> that's okay. We've got, we got our, our second guest. <laughs> yes, we have our second guest. This is Micah. Mr. Bedhead. Yeah. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> we were talking about you earlier, Micah. I was saying how proud I was of you, that you're doing your poopas in the potty. You're big Yay, boy. good job. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to share my story on the thyroid and pregnancy later because I really feel like that had um, an impact with the miscarriage and um, just because I know like at the time that wasn't being taken care of well and and in check and all that. Um, but we are going to have to wrap up today. You guys, we talked about so many awesome things. And um, Dr. Jamie, thank you so much for chatting and discussing. Um, and I'm going to pray us out. <laughs> Um, uh, dear Jesus we come before you thank you so much for this day thank you for letting us get to um, chat today and discuss the thyroid and pregnancy and fertility and birth control and all the things that we talked about Lord Um, and I just pray that you would set in the woman's heart the one thing that you are asking her to to pray about and research and Um, discern and change in her life and that she would be obedient to it and you would honor it and bless her hormones and fertility. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.